All right, hello and welcome. And not only have you made it, I have made it to day five of STLV 2017. Now, we're currently making our way through the convention area right now. It's currently about quarter after noon on a Sunday and everybody's still sleeping in because of course this is Vegas. We were all up late last night. I was up till about four-ish, 4.30. I'd like to give a big shout out to my friend Josie for telling me, Robert, go to your, back to your room, you need to sleep. So big shout out to her for letting me know that I needed to go get some sleep. So today's the last day of the convention, and the big theme today was the Star Trek mashups, a second costume contest this year, and it would be for best match Star Trek mashup. So we're making our way down. We're by the world famous Hash House Agogo. Sir, can I interview you really quick? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, can you, so you can let everybody know what your mashup cosplay is. I am a half Klingon Jon Snow, and there's, there's not really a good word for snow in Klingon, but head is snowing. It's a verb. So you're John Peh. Yeah. Where'd you get the idea for this mashup? Well, I, I wanted to be a full-on Klingon, but uh, it's a lot of work, so I got a lot of Jon Snow comments, and I thought I could just do a half Jon Snow. Or I have to cling on Jon Snow because it's so much easier to find all the stuff. Now, did a lot of people in the convention hall get your mashup? Yes, yes. Uh, very, I mean, almost everybody. All you need is someone to follow, a redhead following you around just saying, Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I did get you. a lot of you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, you didn't get any for the. No, nobody tried to for, say Oh, wow. I went up on stage and somebody yelled. Bastard! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enjoy the rest of the convention. Ma'am, can I interview you really quick? Sure. Yes. So can you let everybody know what your mashup is for today? Yes, I am Jane Skip Tuvax. I had a transporter accident with Tuvok, Dax, and Skipper the Afro Circus Penguin from Madagascar 3. <laughs> Where'd you get the idea for this mashup? I love the Madagascar movies and I love the penguins of Madagascar, so I thought it would be so great if I could just mix the two together. And did people recognize your, cause, your, your mashup? Maybe if they've seen Madagascar 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enjoy the rest of the convention. Okay, there's a gentleman cosplaying as Chewbacca in a TOS uniform. So let's see what we can see, because at about 12.45, we're going to be heading back into the main hall, because this year will be the second Shakespeare and Star Trek panel. And this year, they're actually going... Or 
have the Klingons, Robert O'Reilly, Galron, J.G. Hertzler, Martok, reenact some stuff from the Hamlet. Yes, the Hamlet in the original Klingon. Because truly, you have not experienced Star Trek until you've heard it in the original Klingon. Sir, can I interview you really quick? Sir? Sure, sure. Can you let everybody know what your mashup is today? Sure, it's um, uh, Red Fred from Stone Trek. Uh, <laughs> Fred Flintstone meets Star Trek, obviously. I picked him as a red shirt because, you know, Fred has bad luck, so it kind of makes sense. And I also have this, um, this walking Fred button that I got at WonderCon from uh, one of the vendors. The walking The walking Fred. Fred. So it seemed <laughs> accurate that you know, Fred should be a, a red shirt. So, um, Would you yeah. have any plans for next year to bring Command Barney... <laughs> And Admiral um, Kazoo. Well, my wife and I actually we do. Um, I do Fred Flintstone at Comic Con, regular Fred Flintstone. Yeah. We do it for like eight years. Uh, decided to do the mashup. My wife and I last year or two years ago we did the um, we did Fred and Barney. She did Barney Rubble. She had the blonde wig. She had the brown frock. So she has a costume for it. But the problem is no one got that she was Barney. Everyone looked at her and said, "Oh, Wilma." So you know she but was Wilma like, "Wilma oh. has red hair." I know, and she had a. My wife had a bright yellow wig. I'm like, "How do you mistake that?" But they didn't get it. So we thought, "Okay, I'll just stick with Fred, and she'll do whatever cosplay she wants." But this year, my wife couldn't make it, so um, we made this mashup for Comic Con, and I decided to wear it here because I thought, "Who else would get it?" But a Star Trek convention, come on. Has so, it been well received so far? It has. It has very much. Um, I was just in the uh, mashup um, competition. Competition. I didn't win. I didn't expect to win because the costume is so ridiculously. You How know, can you? It's it's I, Fred Flintstone. No, I know, but it's so easy. I mean, some of the costumes up there were so elaborate and beautifully made. I felt almost embarrassed sharing a stage with those guys. <laughs> I mean, they're wearing like these giant mechanical wings and stuff, and I'm like, I don't even be belong here at all. <laughs> you know, these guys they take the cake. So well, can you tell me about your your stone face? Yeah, it's basically two pieces of styrofoam uh, stuck together with pins and a lot of hot glue and a bunch of seashells and a bunch of gray paint. And that is that is really the end of the story. This thing took me about an hour and a half to make. I mean, from start to finish, about an hour and a half. It's again, it's so all of it's so ridiculously easy. I felt embarrassed even entering the mashup at all. <laughs> I mean, there again, there are people that really dedicate, you know, really put so much effort and they wear these hot, heavy costumes. Yeah. You know, this is the most comfortable thing I brought with me to wear. <laughs> it's more comfortable than street clothes, so, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? But anyway, that's the story of uh, Red Fred from Stone Trek, basically. Okay. Okay, thank you very much, thank sir. You. And currently on stage, they're doing the um, DS9 What You What We li Left Behind documentary panel. Pardon me. I just woke up. I just ate. And <laughs> okay, as a joke, all the guys with facial hair dyed it purple. Because if you've ever met Iris Stephen Bear in person, his goatee is pur purple. Or do they all have goatees? Okay, just the guys with facial hair. So the folks, the creative team behind um, Chaos on the Bridge, the Shatner documentary about the first three seasons of The Next Generation teamed up with Adam Nimoy, I believe it's Adam Nimoy, and to do a documentary about Deep Space Nine called What We Left Behind. And I believe that's either going to be premiering sometime this year, later on this year, or next year, because next year, 2018, will be the DS9 25th.
Wait, can I get your pictures before I forget that you were even here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so can, can you let everybody know who you're doing your mashup today as? Uh, our mashup is Men in Black, Starfleet Division, and we're here rounding up aliens. Wouldn't that be the, divi the, the division of temporal violations, Skoder and Luxley? No, not really. We're, we're just, we're actually part of the Star Trek time frame. You're Section 31. Section 31, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. No, you're welcome. Exactly, Section 31. Okay, you later, Okay, um, the DS9 panel is still going on. What time is it? Oh, yes, that's right. Crap. The panel I want not in the main stage. It's in the D. Kelly Theater. My bad. I'm sorry, can I interview you about your cosplay really quick? Hello. Okay, can everybody know who you're cosplaying as? Um, I'm Yeoman Serena Landon. Okay, you're going to have to forgive me. Who is Serena Landon? Well, Serena's from Pokemon. Okay. And then Landon is Martha Landon from the Apple episode in the original series. Okay. So Celestia now. Okay. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> there you go. And this is Pika Chekhov. Yeah, very <laughs> bad pun, but it's Pika Chekhov. <laughs> How do you work nuclear vessels into that? Uh, yeah, it's, very, it's very hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> So have your, the mashup been well received today? Yes, yeah. yep, yep, oh, yeah. and we just uh, came from the contest there, it was lovely contest. How did you do in the contest? Uh, uh, we participated. We participated, <laughs> yes, yes. There are some no, really some amazing costumes. There incredible costumes, costumes there that deserve You saw a hot girl, she was, wow, the wingspan, I heard, her. yeah. It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Okay, and then can I get your picture really quick? Sure, sure. Thank you so much. All right. Oh. Thank you, Bobby. Yeah, you did. Oh, I like that. Okay, so we're going to be making our way to the DeForest Kelly Theater. Okay, now for sure I'm heading into the DeForest Kelly Theater. Let me just pause the recording really quick because I don't want to piss off the creation popo. All right, and we're back. Um, the Shakespeare and Trek panel had just ended, and I'd just like to give a big shout-out to my... AP Lit, AP Lit teacher back in my senior year of high school, Miss Blessner, because we did Hamlet my senior year, and truly you have not experienced Hamlet and Shakespeare until you've experienced it in the original Klingon. Sir, can I interview you about your cosplay really quick? Say what? Can I interview you about your cosplay really quick? I want quick? to. Can you let everybody know who your mashup is today? This is, uh... Lieutenant Colonel Riker with Batman. 
So it's, it's a cooler version of Riker. It's a cooler version. Actually, Commander, Lieutenant Commander Riker okay. and Batman. So how has your cosplay been received today? We've been doing very well. I'm talking in my Batman voice, obviously, keeping my character. So it's Christian Bale Batman. Yeah, it's Christian Bale Batman. But we did have a Justice League group. And you're missing my Batwoman, the Riddler, the Riddler Aquaman, and also the Penguin. We were all in the, the costume, costume mashup today. Okay. Thank you very much. Can I just get a picture of you really quick, sir? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, let me give you my card. Sure. There you go, sir. I love the panel. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> so you're going to be at the table till 5? Uh, yeah, till the vendor room closes, I will be there. Okay, if it's slow, I'd love to interview you. Okay, come by anytime. And I felt like I was back in AP Lit because my senior year of high school, we did Hamlet. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I try not to make it too brainy. Like, we don't want to just, like, always be up here in the head. And so that's why we played the game with the playoffs. Because that's just fun. You know, just having a good time. But so. where was we, Iago? I, I had to choose eight characters. But, and he would be a Ferengi, really. You're right. Iago would be a Ferengi. Definitely a Ferengi. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. I'll see you there later on. That sounds great. Okay. So Colonel Ty has just walked by. Um, yeah, someone is, is cosplaying Colonel Ty from the rebooted Battlestar Galactica. I'm sorry, can I interview you two really quick? Sure. Can you let everybody know who your mashup is today? Uh, Corella DeVille and Commander Spot. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you get the idea for the Disney mashup? Uh, we saw that it was um, Terran Universe Day, and uh, this is sort of a crossover between both Star Trek, Terran, and then the you know one of the all-time best villains. <laughs> so you're saying Corella Deville would be more at home in the in the mirror universe? Oh, absolutely, 100%. She'd be perfectly at home there. She'd she'd be wearing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And can I get your picture really quick? Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, and we're making our way back to the vendor's room. So how did your photo op with Marina go with the chocolate sundae? Fantastic. She immediately got the joke. <laughs> <laughs> she gave me a, a rock star point in the picture. <laughs> okay. Went very well. Thank you. And how are you doing, Trelane? I'm at your service, sir. The lowly squire of Gossos. Where's the guy behind you playing harpsichord? I, if I had to fire him, he, he, get, he was kind of a drunk, and one day he just started off on this whole ACDC thing, and it just wasn't my thing. So How does ACDC sound on harpsichord? I had to fire him. Yeah. 
<laughs> Wait, it wouldn't sound cool on harpsichord? It's bad. Well, maybe it was him, but, you know. <laughs> okay, thank you. Now, somebody needs to do that, damn it. Um, I want to hear, now we're going to have to hear the best of ACDC on harpsichord. All right, so we're back in the vendor's room. Today is going to be a crazy day in here. Pardon me. Today's the last day of the convention, and the vendor's room will be closing in about three hours at 5 p.m. I'm sorry, can I interview you folks really quick? Sure. Can everybody know who your mashup cosplay is today? I am Corgano Prize. And I am Masaka Prize. And you're dressed up in the Enterprise-era uniform. Correct. Where'd you get the idea for the mashup? Uh, she made the masks after watching the episode. Yeah. Masks. Is that one of your favorite episodes? Um, yeah, one of them. And I thought, well, if we're going to watch it, how cool would it be to watch it and wear masks at the same time? So. so what's I your favorite part about that episode? Probably when Picard comes and uh, tries to talk to Data or... Masaka. Masaka. And that was really cool, so I like that part. Okay. Can I get your picture really quick? Sure. Thank you very much. And let me give you my card. That way, you know, this is all on the level. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. I have to call party foul on this guy's cosplay. I gotta call party foul on this. I gotta call a party foul on this cosplay. This is a party foul. Thank you. Oh yes, hello. Yes, can you please let everybody know who you're cosplaying as, sir? Well, I'm not cosplaying because I don't do that uh, that nerdy gay stuff. I'm, my name is Donald J. Trump, and I'm currently the president of the United States of America. And I've already made America great, so now I'm working on my other project, which is making Star Trek great again. It's it's a it's a mess. All right, JJ, JJ, you screwed it up so bad. Okay, and we're gonna make it a reality television show now, and I'll be captain, and I will have a great crew. I'll have Sean Spicer there. But you fired him. Well, I'll rehire him. To fire him. I, I just love firing that guy. <laughs> I mean, it's so much fun. You're gonna have the best people, the best ships. Oh, it's gonna be tremendous. It's tremendous. Seriously, it's it's true. You know. Can I take your picture, sir? Absolutely. So how have you been received today? Since, Every, everybody, since everybody loves me. I, I'm the best. I, there, there's no doubt. Everybody loves my hair, how beautiful my face looks. Uh, people are just wonderful here. There, there's nothing to be complaining about. So, yeah. 
Here's one of your supporters right now. Oh, absolutely. How, hey, how are you? Do you want to take a photo with me? Sure. Should you have a camera? Or? No, I don't. Okay. This well, man deserves our respect. He is a veteran. He matters. Wait, I need to get another one. You, you, Okay, wait. You need to you need to stand still, Mr. Trump. Okay. Here, wait. Let me. Thank you, sir, for your service. I mean that seriously. Are you on any social media, sir? Because I'm going to be posting these photos online. Okay. So this is my Twitter and and this is my Facebook and Instagram. So if you see it in my feed, okay. If you see it, just let me know, and then I can tag you, and you can download it. Yes. Thank you, and thank you for your service, sir. And it's ironic because a lot of people are probably familiar with the SN, with the famous SNL sketch "Get Alive" that William Shatner did when he hosted back in '86. But what people don't remember in that same episode, there was a sketch guessing what Star Trek 5 would be about and th this actually happened I have people who remember this and have seen it it's just currently not on YouTube the, pl the plot of, of this sketch of what Star Trek 5 was gonna be Donald Trump buys the Enterprise and turns it into a revolving restaurant so Kirk and Spock and McCoy are now waiters and hostess hosts in this restaurant and one of the, the jokes is Dana Carvey, as Khan, comes in with a health inspector to try to get the place shut down. And, of course, they, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy end up bribing the health inspector. And Khan's like, Kirk, you win this round. It's a very funny sketch. And ironically, would have made a much better movie than the Star Trek V we actually got. Hi, can I interview you folks really quick? Sure. Okay, can you let everybody know who you're cosplaying as? Your mashup. Well, I am Fred. I'm Shaggy. Daphne. Velma. So you're doing Scooby-Doo Trek. Yes. We are the Scooby Gang aboard the USS Mystery Machine. <laughs> Jinkies. Jinkies. Yeah. <laughs> so how has your cosplay been received today? Awesome, awesome, Very super well. awesome. We went into the contest, we got fourth place. Oh, congratulations. Yes. Right, we were very excited. So we bought some sweet uh, Star Trek gear Ring? with our yes. prize <laughs> money, as you do. So. Okay, and wait, and Scooby-Doo is a tribble. It's yes. a tribble. Yes, he doesn't, he doesn't talk. Yeah, <laughs> you can make his noise. What's the Scooby say? <laughs> no, 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 uh, Scooby noise. Where'd you get the idea to do this mashup? Daphne? Um, I don't know. I was just trying to think of fun TV shows and maybe something from a similar kind of era. Um, and Scooby Gang has been around for eons and has had many iterations like Star Trek, so I figured that would be fun. And we had the perfect cast. Right. Right so here. Yeah. We have a nerd. Yeah. We have a, we have a gorgeous cheerleader type. That's right. 
What can we, we say? We don't know. We got the, <laughs> the shaggy. He's always hungry. Yeah. He's always hungry. And there's oh. an odd odor. He's yeah. always hungry. That's an excellent point. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that part. And uh, I'm not much of a jock, but, <laughs> but I do the best. I am. You are rocking the ascot. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> he's usually got a bow tie, but he traded it for the ascot. Okay, can, so. I, can I get your picture really yeah. quick? Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, thank Let you. me give you my card. Great. Wait, and you get a card. Awesome. <laughs> and you get a card. 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 Oh, ten forward. Okay, I'll yeah. be looking for that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Having fun? Always. Absolutely. So you're doing Yeoman Rand? I am. I'm Yeoman Rand today. So I'm a nicer person today than the last time we met. Well, wait, yep. I was Ken Lara, I believe. I think it was Ken Lara. No, I saw you was seven. I was seven. I was seven. Yeah, you're still nicer. I'm still nicer. <laughs> well, Ken Lara's nice, just don't piss her off. Exactly. She does have a temper. Taylor does have a temper. Just don't have her near any glass coffee tables. <laughs> okay, enjoy the rest of the convention. And the impossible has happened. I'm seeing it with my own eyes. Carl Urban is at STLV. It finally happened. They got him. And Brent is still here because Brent is always here. Hello. How are you, Robert? So, we're, we've all got visual confirmation. It finally happened. He was here, yes. I have four photo ops, a selfie, <laughs> some signatures. I didn't fangirl too much. <laughs> Did you have him autograph a picture of him as Cupid from Hercules slash Nina? No, I went with... Uh, surprisingly, I went with the Bones one. I was going to go Aomer, but I went Bones. Wait, who? The other, uh, uh, what was the other photo? Uh, Lord of the Rings, Amor. The original trilogy or the Hobbit trilogy? The original trilogy. He, he is in. The he's Two Towers. He's the writer of Rohan. That's why I'm in love with him. Who isn't in the Two Towers? <laughs> I mean, the guy. I, I I know his name, but he was the dad from Fringe. John Noble. John Noble. Yes, Denethor. I didn't know that was him. You didn't know that was... Yes, that is, that is... Well, I, I became a fan of Fringe. Okay. And then someone posted that, and I'm like, I didn't know that was him. Yes, I'm a big Lord of the Rings nerd. That's my number one fandom. I shouldn't say that at a Star Trek convention, but I love Lord of the Rings. That's why I always freak out about Carl Urban. Now, maybe you can answer a question for me. Our Lord, what is the official designation for Lord of the Rings fans? Because I have it in writing from a TV guide in 2001, around the time of the first movie, and the term they use is Tolkien's. And then by the third movie, it was Ringers. That's what I always hear. I usually hear Ringers. I like to call myself a Middle Earthling, though. Okay. But, yeah, Tolkienist, Tolkien, yeah, I don't actually know. We may never know. We may never know. Okay. But, yeah, no, Carl Urban was amazing. Loved meeting him. 
You know what would be great if one year he showed up and did Angel One Riker cosplay? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a visual going on now and I'm just like... Okay, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> Sarah needs a moment. Do you need a moment? <laughs> You're welcome for that image now. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, currently on the big stage, there's a DS9 panel with Jeffrey Combs and Casey Biggs. Um, George Takei is currently doing a photo op. There's the transporter photo op. That's what's currently going on at the moment. Ooh, okay, so some of the nice creation swag that you can buy. Um, a messenger bag with the TNG 30 logo, a messenger bag that says Star Trek, some IDW Mirror Universe stuff, Discovery stuff. So what's been the best seller so far? Definitely people are loving the 30th anniversary shirts, the black, the long sleeve with all the episodes on the back and the, the years on a sleeve. That sold really well from the beginning. We sold out the short sleeves as well. Are a lot of people buying up the Discovery stuff since this is probably the first STLV where you guys got this? Oh, yes. The, the, the shirts are, are running really low and we just finished off the hats as well. And how, um, how are the um, IDW Mirror Universe comic merchandise selling? That, that's been so-so. People still are adjusting to the idea because it wasn't on TV. Yeah. They think first of the classic episode. Okay. But okay. I, Thank you. So, I'm currently holding in my hand an original motion picture tie-in product. It is Star Trek The Motion Picture Make Your Own Costume Book by Lynn Edelman Schunnenberger. I did not... Oh my god, there's a motion picture pop-up book. And then what is this? This is a... Oh wow, this is a rare fanzine from 1968. Star Trek, an analysis of a phenomenon in science fiction... That's yours if you have a hundred dollars to spend today. And Garrett Wang is still here. See, I pronounced it right this year. I want a cookie now. All right, um, there's a Q&A in the secondary theater coming up with Paul Lynch. Um, VIPs are meeting with Alice Kriege. Kriege, I think that the actress that played the Borg Queen in First Contact and in Endgame. Hi, I was a bad boy. I was up till four last night. And after sleeping through that panel? Well, that's how he was up till four, because he regenerated. Thank you for that, by the way. And then I, I reposted it. It might be your most successful picture of the entire convention. I'm going to be really pissed off if they show that in the main hall in between panels. I certainly hope they do. I took three or four, but that was the best one. And someone had the nerve to ask me, were you the one that was asleep during the Shatner panel? I'm like, no, it was the inner light. 
I was asleep during Shatner's wow. panel. I heard him talk for like a few minutes, and then I was gone. I, I, I because I think he was talking about astro. He was getting very high. He was doing something weird. He was talking. I, I think he was talking with scientists. He was talking to Neil deGrasse Tyson about. No, I don't know what he just started yammering about something. Some he just. He was being Shatner, and I was already exhausted anyway, and I completely was out, dead cold. I was in regeneration mode, very much so. Well, I'm good right now. Good. When did you get up? Um, around 10.30, but I was checking my phone, and by the time I finally left my room, it was like quarter to 12. I'm like, well, I'm not going to the buffet, so I went to Smashburger. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good, you know, six hours. That's pretty good. That's still some good sleep, but it catches up with you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't look worse for wear. So. Well, I, I've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I got, I got a lot more, thank God. Everybody knows Santa Gorn. Yeah, I know. So the, the secret's out. Did Santa Gorn meet the Easter Gorn? No. No, they did not. Or Miss Universe well, Gorn? Well, well, well. Miss Universe going, yeah. That's out of costume, out of, I'll give you an exclusive, Robert Reyes. We're getting an exclusive from the folks over at the Tricorder Transmission Network, home of the Shirley Podcast, your bi-monthly convention podcast. Wow, thank you for the plug. All right, so you asked me if Santa Gorn had run into the Easter Gorn. They did not, but out of costume Santa Gorn ran into the Easter Gorn and gave him a little bit of a tacit acknowledgement that uh, I was who I was and yeah, we had a small conversation and uh, we worked everything out. Yeah, they've been a lot of Gorns this year. Yeah, today, this year was Gorn year, I think. I saw four or five at least. Well, I told you there was Santa Gorn, yeah. the Gorn, Gorn Jr. Junior, yeah, yeah. Yesterday there was a woman, she was Miss Universe. Yeah. There's a Gorn yesterday at, at the eight o'clock pictures. With the tiara? No, it was a guy, and I never saw him again. I think that was the same one doing the Gorn. Mm-hmm. Later? Like, well, I didn't I, see him again after yesterday morning. Well, I saw him Wednesday because it was. I wish I had taken a picture of it. It was surreal. The Easter Gorn, the Gorn, and Gorn Jr. I thought Gorn Jr. Again, I think I've forgotten to eat. That happens at this convention. You sure? Yeah. Okay. I haven't. I, it, I just remembered that I haven't eaten, so it's <laughs> going to be a little bit before the hunger actually kicks in. Okay. Because I'm going to forget again. Because I have to buy more crap. Yeah. Well, I go to the... There's not much more time. There's only three more hours, well, two hours and 45 minutes until yes. this room closes. Yeah, is there another big convention coming in this week that they got to. Yeah. Supposedly, that's why they're closing the vendor room early again. It's because they have to clean up for another convention coming in. Well, that's bullshit. Exactly. What was it? The convention last year was like some Hispanic accounting thing. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that's what I understand. I think Mickey from Make It So told me that. So. I think they've always had something else coming in, and usually mm-hmm. the vendor's room cleans up kind of early on Sunday. Well, last year it was because of... Because everyone tries to... All the vendors, a lot of them, they, can't, they don't want to take a lot of the stuff home, and they'd rather... So you can get stuff a little bit cheaper on Sunday right. because they don't want to take it all home with them. Yeah. They should give us more time to buy it. But they do open it at, like, what, 8.30 or something like that? Not today? I'm sorry I interrupted you. That's okay. Feel free to interrupt me. I was going to give you a little thing, though, because when people, like, like things on your podcast, 
They really like when you retweet them or like them or whatever. I'm just telling you. Oh, we do. Well, when I said that, though, you were like, you seemed surprised when I told you that the other day. I'm like, I thought it was really cool when you retweeted something I've seen. Right. I just thought It's huge. So much humility. It was my upbringing. I just was. I was always taught to be really conservative and, and humble, and so it always shocks me when someone says something like that. Well, I just don't. So I don't mean to diminish it. No, 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 it's okay. But I just don't. I very rarely I'll retweet have anybody retweet. I very rarely have anybody retweet what I do. Really? So, yeah. Oh. I just like this. Oh, stay, stay. There's a guy here who's violating a bunch of rules. Yes, I saw. I interviewed him in here, and I was like, "Okay, no, no way would he be a fan of the show?" Because I'm sorry. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, I interviewed him. He was in character. Wait. Feel free to drop them now. The mic's down. No, I'm sorry. That fucking piece of shit oh. <laughs> would not like Star Trek at all. No. No. Because he's over here. Star Trek is over here. It's such a disconnect. No. Oh, no. No. Yeah, that guy's got a set on him for doing that cosplay here. He's got balls because... Donald Trump. No. I didn't yeah. see that. With a bat, with like a bat on. I don't remember what I got a picture about. with him. Well, show it to me. I, I got to see it. Can my favorite thing? As I'm walking to the casino, I haven't seen him in here. Dude, I, my, I would have... Mm. On Sci-Fi, I don't have it now because, of course, I don't have a television now, but they have... Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I saw that, and my first thing was, like, How party foul. That's well, a huge party. How well, dare you? And I wonder if it's... He's still in like here, I think. We, we were walking in, and he was walking out. Right, I don't, I don't know if it's a party, but my favorite thing is they're... Um, Um, lip sync battles. Lip sync battles. I thought that was on another channel. It's on, another it's channel. on Bravo, isn't it? Well, it's on Sci-Fi. It's on TBS. Well, they're all owned by NBC. Okay. But anyway, it was hilarious. Oh my God, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. But no, I was just like, oh no, 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 no. I mean, we're not violent people, but no. But I hope we stayed away from the gaze of space because that's just wrong. I would have. He would have definitely had a strong eye roll and look of disgust for me. I probably wouldn't have. Well, you know what? In all fairness, I'd, I'd rather tolerate him than the guy who asked the pedantic questions in the tie. Oh, that guy? I saw him at the eye bar last night. I don't know who that is. Probably if I heard him like ask a question or something, I'd be like, oh my. You should look up Lip Sync Battles by Zachary Quinto and I lost this chick that plays a horror's name. Um, um, Zoe Saldana. Oh, yeah. when, that's when I started listening. Okay, that's freaking hysterical. That's the first one I saw. And that was the one that I... Just Google that. That's really funny. That was the first one that I heard, and that's when I heard about it. I'm going to interview that guy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, sir. Can you let everybody know who your mashup cosplay is today? Oh, I'm a Star Lord Redshirt. Only I live every time. Every time. And I'm guessing that you're a Kelvin Timeline Redshirt Star Lord because you have all the cool tunes because Kelvin Kirk loves the Beastie Boys. I know, they're classics. Freaking classical music, man. <laughs> yeah, Bones isn't a fan of the classical music. So sad. Such a shame. Yeah, let me give you my card, sir. And then I, I need to get a picture of you. Because I regret not getting a picture of you as your Jordy. Thank you. If you can tell me about your Jordy cosplay from a couple of days ago. Pretty basic. Uh, the most accurate thing was the boots. But uh, I made the visor myself. Okay. And you were wearing a robe, so... Yeah, I, I bought that robe here and I figured it would go good with the outfit like that time Jordy wore a dress. When did Jordy wear a dress? It was in that episode where all the where, where all the officers wore dresses for like the special dinner party. Oh, you mean the dress uniform? Yes. They did. They wore that a lot. Okay, thank you very much. All right, so I have a Larry update, 2017. Larry is back at his booth. All right, uh, currently we've got VIP with Mark Alimo. Ooh, 2.30 at the Trek stage will be Eric Allen Hall. Um, 2.30 will be the Q&A with Alice Kriege. Um, autographs with J.C. Biggs and Jeffrey Combs at 2.30. Alexander Sadig is here. And that's your um, STOV update, 2017. Now back to Larry with the weather. The convention's a controlled environment. Okay, we'll be back. Disco bones? <laughs> right. Right, I got a big medallion. It's like, like uh, I need you, Bones. I wait a minute, wait a minute. Medallion, beard, tight shirt. This is totally uh, Star Trek motion picture Bones. Oh, that's my cosplay. Perfect, perfect. They drafted me. They didn't draft you. No, no, I volunteered for this. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. No, you're not. I think you're the first person I've seen play this the entire convention. Yeah. Oh. Um, they're playing a vintage. I can't believe I'm saying vintage.
because now I feel old. But it's a mid-90s next-generation pinball game machine. Hello, Br Brooke. So is now a good time, or? Now is a good time. Okay, let me come back. I hope you don't mind if I'm stitching while we talk. No problem. I'm a big fan of multitasking. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I I am I am melancholy, but but I mean it's the last day. I know. We're getting ready to go. And it's bittersweet always, you know. Yes, but I'm good. Because I remember I, I interviewed you last year, but it was at the masquerade, and yeah. it was all a rush. Yeah, yes, I remember. <laughs> and the masquerade's always a little bit noisy. I don't know if your sound quality's any good. Um, well, the mic was in the process of dying, but okay. we did get that interview. Oh, wow. Okay, well, good. Okay, so can you let everybody know the panel that you hosted a little while ago today? Um, we call it Bard in the Stars. It's about Shakespeare in Star Trek. And uh, this year we focused it on uh, Klingons. And uh, we, tr we wanted to focus it on Star Trek VI, but had technical difficulties. I couldn't get the movie to load, so I don't know what... Anyway, but we still... Klingons and Star Trek, they go together. So whose idea was it? Was it, was it your idea, or...? Well, uh, this is the second year we've done the Shakespeare panel. Um, Amy Imhoff is, it was her idea last year. She couldn't make it this year. So I'm just kind of carrying on the torch um, in getting that organized. And thankfully Creation, you know, uh, accepted the panel proposal and, and we did that, so. And it's interesting because I told you in the hallway, I had a flashback to 20 years ago, my senior year of high school, oh. when I was an AP Lit and we did Hamlet, and we took a field trip to a theater in Santa Monica to see, which had just come out at the time, the Kenneth Branagh five-hour version of Hamlet. Oh, wow. Um, yes, you should always see Shakespeare. Uh, Reading Shakespeare, I am not a fan of, although I will do it when I'm desperate because there are shows that aren't performed very often. So I will read Shakespeare, but anytime you can see Shakespeare um, on a screen or even better on a stage, uh, that's, that's always what I, I think people should do. So I'm glad your teacher was able to, to get you out of the classroom and go and, go and see it. But yeah, we, uh, we, we did a little bit of talking about um, Shakespeare and we did... Uh, we, we talked a little bit about cultural appropriation because uh, the Klingons, uh, you know, say that uh, Shakespeare, you can only experience Shakespeare in the original Klingon, you know, that's cultural appropriation. Um, so we talked a little bit about that. We talked about translation issues, uh, what happens with Shakespeare when, um, when he's translated, but also about how anytime Shakespeare's performed, there's a translation going on. So, yeah, I can see how you might feel like we were a little bit in an English literature class, but I hope we, we had fun with the dueling Klingon Hamlets. It was much more entertaining. I wish we had the dueling Klingon Hamlets in high school. Yeah, yeah. And the, the playoff between <laughs> the Klingon characters and the Shakespeare characters, yeah. I, it, it upsets me. I'm not going to be here next year, so I'm going to miss Joan 
of Gorkon. Joan of Gorkon. Yes. Okay, so that needs a little bit of explanation <laughs> for your listeners. So we had a playoff where we had Klingon characters and Shakespeare characters and uh, versus Shakespeare characters. Eight Klingons, eight Shakespeare characters. So we had like... Um, uh, Richard III versus Kalar, we had Worf versus Hamlet, we had Martok versus Macbeth, and we had um, Chancellor Gorkon versus Joan of Arc in the playoff that they ended up against each other. And we couldn't figure out, because Joan of Arc hands down beat Duras, but Joan of Arc versus Gorkon, and we, we couldn't figure it out, and somebody in the audience just said, well, put them together. <laughs> and so that became Joan of Gorkon as the winner and I was like, I am going to cosplay Joan of Gorkon next year. So that would be a great mashup, Star Trek Shakespeare. Yeah. Well, the Shakes, uh, the, the Klingons are already really Elizabethan looking. Like their their costumes are very. Uh, uh, look at an Elizabethan doublet and put some bigger shoulder pads on it sometimes, and it's a. It's so, have you seen the Discovery exhibit yet? I have not. I've been over here being the little tailor, fixing things, and I and I'm a gimp. My 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 leg is my ankle's sprained, so I can't walk very well, and I don't want to stand in line much. And okay. So I haven't been over there. Okay. I would love to see it though. Well, I did take get pictures and posted them on Facebook. Oh, good. I will scour your Facebook page. Okay. But well, I guess let me ask since there is like. An actually Earth comparison about about Shakespeare being translated into another language, because my understanding was during the 19th century, when during the Romantic period, the Germans discover Shakespeare, and they have it translated into German. So would that be a parallel? Because it would go from English, which flows to German, which tends to be at times a guttural language, like Klingon. You know, I'm not a translation expert, I and I, I don't speak German. Um, I have heard that Goethe uh, was was um, quite inspired by Shakespeare and was able to kind of help the world see Shakespeare new in a new way because of the translation into German. So I think it, translation presents um, unique challenges and opportunities. Uh, and new ways of thinking, which is always, I think, a benefit. Okay. So, so of all of, of Shakespeare's plays, because you, you sort of touched on it in the panel today, which one would be the a best fit in Klingon, in your opinion? Um, I think the easiest one that seems the most Klingon is um, the Henrys. There's Henry the Fourth, parts one and two, Henry the Fifth, and then Henry the Sixth, parts one, two, and three, and there's a lot of battles in those. So those ones are super easy to translate into Klingon. Um, tons of battles and duels and um, lots of politics and switching sides and crazy. Uh, so easily those are Klingon, um, just the way they are practically. Um, some interesting ones that wouldn't be that don't naturally lend themselves to being Klingon are actually Hamlet, I think. Um, and um, Coriolanus would be a good one. Let me think. I need to think of a, a list. Titus? Titus Andronicus, King Lear. The, trage the tragedies, M M Macbeth, the Scottish play, that, would, that one would be, a, that would be a good Klingon one, easily done. It would be the romances 
and some of the comedies that would be really hard. They're not very Klingon. Um, well, Romeo and Juliet would just be two rival houses. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet would. Um, Much Ado About Nothing might be a good uh, Klingon one, um, but like we talked about in the panel, The Winter's Tale, no way, because that one starts out all revengeful and ends up with um, forgiveness and uh, repentance and atonement, you know, which... I don't. I don't know. Maybe that is a Klingon thing. Maybe maybe Winter's Tale would make a good Klingon play. I, I don't and know. And Midsummer Night's Dream would be difficult. I don't know. Actually, I think that one might work really well. There's lots. Uh, Hippolyta and Theseus start out fighting, and then they end up together, and that's the beginning of the play. And the lovers all fight and quarrel with each other, and. Um, the Fairy Queen and, and Titania and Oberon, they're in a battle, but then they end up together. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot of... You could do a lot of Klingon flirting in Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I'm one of the people, when I think of The Tempest, I, I think of Forbidden Planet, because that, that's been referred to as The Tempest in Space. Yeah, I, I've watched Forbidden Planet... And I like The Tempest a whole lot better. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't... I, I think with The Tempest, and, and also with Midsummer Night's Dream, there are fantastical creatures that I think for Klingons and in the world of Star Trek... They wouldn't be fairies, they would be aliens, you know, or some other kind of non-corporeal entity, which might be kind of a fun way to do that. And in closing, I have, I have a funny story that my Miss Blessner, my, my AP Lit teacher, told us while we were doing Shakespeare that her, her and a friend went to go see Undiscovered Country in the theater when it came out. And every time they would do a Shakespeare quote, she would do the play, the act, and the scene. The whole time. That is impressive, because I can recognize if it's a Shakespeare quote, but I don't always know the act and the scene. (laughs) Sometimes I don't even quite get the play. And it was driving her friend nuts until the very end, when Kirk goes, first star on the right, and on till, till sunrise, and then she goes there, Peter Pan. Yeah, good. I was going to say, that's not Shakespeare. I know. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you you so much. Okay. It upsets me. I'm going to miss Joan of Gorkon. Joan of Gorkon. Yeah, that'll be uh, uh, crazy. I don't know that I'm going to do Klingon. You could do TOS-era Klingon makeup. Yes, I am, Robert. Nice to meet you. We're friends on Facebook. Oh, it's so great to finally meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, this is my husband, Brett. Hi, Brett. This is Robert Reyes. Hey, Robert. Friends on Facebook. You were fans of the experience, or did you work at the experience? No, just fans. Okay. See, I'm so envious. (laughs) I only went to the experience once, and that was ten years ago. I hated Borg Borg 4D. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Because they don't tell you. 
Yeah, the, the chair's going to do stuff to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the the we, Borg Ninette, yeah. yeah. We went there and it's like, oh, you know, we love the experience, but sadly, you know, like everything else. You know, yeah. Like, Don't fall in love with anything in Vegas, as they tell us. I know, and, the, and the, they tore down the Riviera. That's where I stayed. Oh, yeah. Vegas were like the last part of the Riviera being open and they were having uh, dollar blackjack. We went over there, my wife played blackjack at the table for a dollar and then we walk away with a poker chip. So you two, were you two at the last STLV at the Hilton? No. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yes. So what was that experience like knowing that everything was going to be closing and that it was going to be moving here the following year? Well, at the time, you know, there's a certain amount of nostalgia for the Hilton because that's where it was based because of the experience. But by the time, because it closed, experience closed in 2008. So 2009, 2010, you had two years at the Hilton without the experience. Really? Yeah, that the uh, uh, convention was on. Was that a surreal experience to be at the Hilton but, but everything walled off? Because... Everybody was so used to be able to go down to the experience, and if you're in the Space Quest Casino, you would still see the wall there that you would go down to the experience, but it was all blocked off. You couldn't go down there, and the fans and the convention goers would all say, oh, I remember going down there a year ago, I remember going down there two years ago, and why can't we go there now? Because that's where the, the, the dinners were for the captain's chairs and the gold chairs. Oh, okay. Everybody went down the experience for to the corks. dinner. To corks. That they have. So both those two years, 2009, 2010, they bust us over to the uh, stratosphere, wherever that is from here. Yeah. Yeah, that we had to go to the stratosphere. And then we were up at the top of the stratosphere that we got. Same style of dinner, you know, we got that yeah. buffet thing that you go through there. But then 2010, when we heard that it's uh, STLV is coming to the Rio, we thought, oh great, okay, a new place, all right. That might help a lot of people with their grief. Yeah. Because, you know, well, we're here at the experience. Because it was kind of tough sometimes to be at the Hilton and not have the experience to go to. I noticed that even afterwards, even if you're not there for a convention, you go into like my wife and I have done, gone in there and stayed at the Hilton for a weekend or so, and you're like, oh man, I remember coming down here, but... Like anything else, all good things. Yes. Would you like to add anything? No, I'm good. Okay. I think he, I think he said it quite well. No, I recognized you from uh, Facebook, so I wanted to introduce myself okay. and say hi. Thank, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, great seeing you. Great seeing okay. You. Thank you. And it's starting. Things are starting to slowly wind down here in the in the vendors' room. Okay, so we're going to exit the vendors' room area. Here we're gonna make our make a Ha <laughs> ha. I told you this was the challenge once we got to day five, being able to do coherent sentences. 
So we're back in Quarks. So I'm not sure who's in the big room right now. But I think everybody's currently in the big room. And currently in the hallway, they're playing the Iala's theme from the motion, Ilea, I'm sorry, Ilea's theme from the motion picture. Just drinking some water. Remember, folks, Vegas is a dry heat. And Adam Nimoy is walking by wearing a Che Akira Rivera shirt, I guess. There are a lot of those. Okay, we're heading back into the vendor's room. <laughs> I love your shirt. Me? Yes, I love your shirt. Oh, thank you. Can you let everybody know what your shirt says? Am I on? Somebody's listening? Yeah, let me give you my card. It says, it says, damn it, Jim. What does it say? I'm not a doctor. I only play one on TV. <laughs> I haven't seen that shirt. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Am I on the No, this is, I'm recording this for later on. So you're fine. You're not. I'm just curious. Oh, well, here, let me give you my card. Oh. I was looking to see if you had a press button. Oh, no. No. Is this going to be on the radio? On the internet. Cool. Internet radio. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. Did I say it good enough? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no problem. I'm good, Nate. How are you doing? Commander, right? Uh, or, or captain? Captain. This is a, a captain. Rothfield Khan, captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite movie ever. So, I, I think you're dangerously low on beverages. Well, you can fix that up for me. You know where the bar is. I think you owe me a beer, too. No. How do I owe you a beer? <laughs> How do I owe you a beer? Didn't I buy you 17 at the bar the other night? Or? No, I don't drink. Uh, okay. I'm uh, that guy. Someone who resembled you, then. No. I would have remembered if it was you. Uh, Vendor's room on the last day. It's a good day for shopping, isn't it? Yes. You can pick up a little discount here and there, can't you? Because some people, depends on the state laws, they have to pay taxes on what they take back. I see, so that's why they give you a good price on the last day. Yeah. Good little tip. Best shopping is always Sunday night at the vendor's yes. room. Well, I'm going to a George Decay panel. His second panel. Second panel, yeah. I wish I had known that when I got up at 10 o'clock yesterday morning after two hours sleep. I could have slept in and just gone if to the If only second. they had an app that had the entire schedule. Well, they, they're moving in that direction. This year's one's been a very welcome addition. 
uh, probably could do with a couple of refinements, make it a little bit more user-friendly, but it's been good to have, yeah. It beats the hell out of that, looking through that paper program, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to bolt into the George panel, but I'll see you later on. Okay, we'll see I you tonight. For whatever reason, it's been well, I'll be there. Well, I'll be there tonight because I will be recording, as will be the tradition now, the second annual... We're doing podcast? Or? Yeah, the second annual last night at the Masquerade Bar. Podcast. Okay, well, I look forward to being there, and I'll yes, love to be on it. The general debauchery that is the Masquerade Bar, especially tonight... On the last night. Sunday is always a very big night. Oh, I'll see you there, Robert. Okay, I'll see, see you there, Nate. So, George Takei is doing his second panel of the convention in a few minutes. Marco Limo is currently doing photo ops. And if the thing doesn't die on me... Um, oh, shoot, I need to see that. And things are starting to already come down in the vendor's room. Ma'am, can I interview about your cosplay really quick? Well, yeah, of course. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> can you let everybody know who you're doing, your mashup is? Yes, I'd be happy to. I'm Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> so I'm dressed as kind of like a Klingon Snow White, and I drew individually all the Disney dwarves as Worf. So we got Grumpy Worf, we got Duck Worf, we got Sneezy Worf. All of them right here on my Wouldn't dress. Wouldn't they all be Grumpy Worf? I, yes, because of the eyebrows. I tried doing that at first with, you know, the eyebrows that went up, but each one of them looked like Grumpy Worf if I did that. <laughs> so I figured, no, the real Klingon eyebrows are just going to be ungrumpy, and then the other ones were just going to have regular eyebrows. Otherwise, we're not going to know who's who. What's Sleepy? Sleepy is right here. I was pretty oh. proud of this one. I like this picture. I all hand drew them. So has it, how has your cosplay been received? Oh, I've had a lot of pictures taken of me. It's just that I need to tell people that it's Snow White and the Seven, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, because otherwise they don't really know why I'm a Klingon, you know, Snow White princess. Yeah. Let me. Can I get your picture really well, quick? Of course, yeah. It's, uh, Thank you. Because last year there was a group Disney Star Trek mashup. Yes, my sister was in that. She was doing like the Elsa Jada. Was oh. that it, Jada? Oh, wait. Jayla. The, Kareen? Yeah, the, Kareen? Yeah, Kareen's my sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's like right there with the So parasol. everybody, because I retweeted your picture of Seal's Team Rick. Ooh, awesome. Yes, that was us. And so what happened was I, I took that and I said that I gave credit to your sister. Uh -huh. It I, was her idea, yeah. so you can just give credit to her. Well, that was the picture. Because I don't think she's on Twitter. No, she isn't. So I tweeted that out. Uh -huh. And then Jordan Hoffman, the host of Engaged, uh -huh. the official Star Trek podcast, he retweeted it. That is so cool. So it's awesome. currently had about two thousand over 2,000 views on Twitter. Wow, I did not know that. That is so cool. Because really everybody happy. loves Rick, SEAL Team Rick. Yeah, exactly. And tonight, it's, it's kind of sad because you're going to have the Rat Pack concert, but you're also going to have Pickle Rick. Pickle Rick, right. It's coming out tonight. I can't wait to see it. Pickle Rick. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you. Hi, Kareen.
I'm trying to think, do I really want to, like, get hit in the fields? Because they're going to be showing Leonard Nimoy's last ever live appearance at a convention. Good, you? Good. You survive then? One yeah. last day? Yes. Would you like to plug Earl Grey? Absolutely. Earl Grey is a podcast dedicated to the next generation, which is why I'm here for TNG 30. See, I, I feel bad because I listened to Earl Grey in the previous iteration. Yeah, and you miss them. They were good guys. I know. Yeah. And they have their own podcast now. They do. But Are you I listening to that one. Um, certain episodes, depending on what they're talking about. Right. So I still follow. I just I feel bad because I haven't been listening to the current iteration. Yeah, so, which is me. Because I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> that you're that Amy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. So go ahead, listen. We've and Justin, uh, who I've been hanging out with. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the co-host, and then we have another one, Richard. So there's still three of us. Um, but yeah. We've got, I, we, I like talking next gen, and so it's going well. So how do you think next gen has aged over the last 30 years? Has it aged well? Has it aged badly? I think as the fans get older, and what I hear a lot is, like, what your, when people ask what's your favorite series, they always start out with, well, I started with next gen, but then my favorite is if it's something different, you know? Mm. So I love seeing that Next Gen really did bring in this huge generational of fans. And that's fine, they can have others, but Next Gen will always have a space in everyone's heart, in my opinion. And so that's what makes Next Gen age so well. It will always be timeless because of where we started. Even though the first season and a half it's a bit rough. Some people say that, but I love it. I love seasons one and two. And uh, for the 30th, we've done a series and we look at uh, episodes from each season and we talk about which ones get overlooked. And there is a lot in season one and two that a lot of fans, in my opinion, overlook. But the stories are so, so good. And so, yeah, they're not executed well, but the stories within it are very, very good and are Star Trek to me. Well, I think Up the Long Ladder is a really good Pulaski episode. And had it not been for the writer's strike, they could have done that over two or three episodes. Agreed, agreed. And that's one that, yeah, got mentioned for not, you know, the fans not recognizing or trying to skip over it and, you know, not watch it. But it deserves a rewatch for sure. Yeah, because they crammed so much into that one. They could have done it over three episodes. Episode one, they find they find Planet Ireland, and then they find out about the other co- colonists, and then episode three could have been trying to help the other colonists with their issue. Right, and to resolve that, you know. Yeah. But I mean, if you look at it, that's you've got two sides, and how do you compromise? I mean, that's a life lesson, and I just. Yeah, it wasn't executed well, but that's something that we can take and should be rewatched, especially nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, thank you, Amy. Thanks. It was so great to finally meet you in yes, person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. And Wait. I guess we'll see you next year? No. Oh, no. I know. Uh -oh. The red sweater will not be here next year. Uh oh. And that isn't by choice. That's a work thing. Okay. Okay. Wait, here, let me give you my card. Okay. Thank you. All right. Okay. So listen to Earl Grey. I will catch up. We all, we started uh, 178. That's fitting. Was it 170? Yeah, 178. So I think 179 was where we started. So if you get there, then that's the new crew. Okay. Well, I, I still here. Taking my phone out for those of you wondering what's going on, and I'm opening up my podcast app so I can show Amy that I still follow Earl Grey. See, there you're, it is. you're right there. There it is. And what's that number say? Seven. So you have seven? Well, those are seven new episodes. Right. See, I downloaded Titan Love Boat. Okay. That one's good. I don't. I wasn't on that one. I don't think. Okay. Shut up, Wesley's good. <laughs> Milk and cookies. We uh, talk about Tasha Yar and Vasquez from Aliens and the comparison between those two characters. Okay, you're gonna have to forgive me. I've never actually seen the Alien film. Oh, okay. It's it's good, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So I will listen. All right. Okay, I, I, I guarantee. Oh, your money back and your pizza's free. Awesome. Excellent. <laughs> okay. Hey, enjoy. Okay. See you tonight Bye. at the masquerade. Oh, probably. Oh, wait. If I can. And so we're back in the main hallway and James Darren is walking by. So how long were you at the masquerade last night? Till about 2.30. Oh, okay. Yeah, it started to die down around 3.30. I left at 4. Well, you were there that long, huh? Yeah, I was a bad boy. Well, I've been a bad boy all week. <laughs> I mean, I've never got to bed before 1.30 or 2 o'clock all week. Even when I got off the plane, I got up at 3 in the morning, Monday, which was, what would that be, midnight here? Got my plane, and then I had to go through Atlanta, and got here at noon. Oh, there wasn't a direct flight for you? There never is. I always have to go through Atlanta or Charlotte. Did you fly Delta? Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't matter if I flew anybody else. I'd still have to go through either Atlanta or Charlotte. But anyway, um, so I got here at noon, and then we partied. And then I didn't get to bed till 2 in the morning the first night, which meant I was up like 27 hours. Oh, wow. And uh, you felt it the next day? Well, actually, uh, I got a good night's sleep. I, I kind of slept over. I think I woke up at 8 o'clock in the morning because I was still on East Coast time. So, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning is 11 o'clock, so it's like you overslept. Yeah. And I'm still doing that. <laughs> well, tonight's going to be a long night at Masquerade. I know. I'm looking forward to it, actually. Like, pace yourself with the beers. Well, <laughs> that's why I wore this shirt. His shirt says, this guy needs a beer. 
It worked. I already got it. Some guy making uh, Federation beer handed me a card. He says, take this to the masquerade bar. <laughs> well, have you tried the, the Symbiosis Ale? No. That's the 30th anniversary beer. And they got it at masquerade bar or they got it at Quark's? Um, I know they got it on tap and in the bottle at the All-American. Oh, okay. Well, they probably got it at the masquerade then. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a good con? Always. My goal is to, like, survive today. Well, it's sad because this is the last day of the convention. Well, you know me. After the first year, I don't plan anything. I just wander. Yeah. And I, good things always happen. Like Max. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Max is mine, but... Um, Last year, I lost my glasses. A good friend gave me her spare pair. So then this year, she can't come. And Max, I went to say hi to Max the first day. He says, you would have a pair of glasses I could borrow, do you? I said, yeah, after I lost mine last year, I carry two pair now. Yeah. So I gave him a pair. I said, keep these. I, I got another pair in my room. Yeah. So it's like I returned the good deed. Yeah. And he's still using them. <laughs> so... Okay, but, well, know, I'll Max leave you. is a good dude, a you. good guy. He's probably one of the nicest guys at this convention. Yeah. Oh, I met his daughter, and I didn't know really? it was his daughter. Really? Because yeah. I'm, I'm walking by, because there are a lot of kids here, and I've been commenting that every year the Trek fans are getting younger and younger. Yeah, well, he, well you know, he, he lives in Austria. Austria. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he lives in Austria. He flies over here from Austria every year, and then, well, he's going to stay here. I talked to him. He's going to stay here a little longer and do something, but... Then he fly back to Austria. That's where he lives, in Austria. Wow. Uh, which, if you can do it, do it. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, anyway. Okay, well, I will leave you to whatever it is you're planning to do. I really don't have any plans, like I said. <laughs> Just go with the flow. I did say goodbye to everybody I know in the, in the Fender's room, and then I went make the rounds over here at Quark's. Found a few people there, said goodbye, because you never know, a lot of people yeah. are leaving early. Yeah, I know, that just, I don't blame them because they, they probably, they came for the week and they got that red eye in the morning. Right, yeah. And I always stay one extra day and then we have that after con pool party and kind of a good way of winding down, you know, so. And, you know, it's a good thing, a good time to get together with everybody and yeah. not have to worry about getting the panels and all yeah. this other stuff. You can just yeah. kind of relax. Yeah. And then with the red eye, I can sleep on the plane on the way home. So it all works out. Okay. So. Well, I will see you around then. Okay, Robert. Okay. Take care. No problem. Sir, can I interview you really quick? Because you have... The, the most popular dog at the convention. That was not the intent, but <laughs> everybody loves Gandalf. Yeah, it was strange because he was a reject of the litter. Oh, really? Nobody wanted him, and I saw him, and I was like, "Oh, he's awesome." So and I don't know. It seems like the rejects turn out better, but I guess he's had a long con because he's asleep. Well, when you hold him upside down, he gets real relaxed, so and I want him to rest because it's been a lot of walking and stuff. And I carry him; he's got a handle. But, so he's your service dog? Yes. If I have a, uh, he sniffs for an enzyme I produce. Uh, if I produce, he starts barking. I take aspirin or uh, nitro. If that fixes it, he stops. If not, I gotta go to the hospital. But it's, I have cholesterol, so he prevents me from heart attacks. Okay. Can you let everybody know why he's named Gandalf? Uh, 
Well, that's a long story. It comes from uh, the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Gandalf said, "You shall not pass." Uh, my wife left, and I had to decide: Do I get married a fourth time, or do I wait for her, or do I stay single? So I just kind of said, you know, uh, I'm going to stay single, and but kind of it. It's kind of a strange thing, but also he. I mean, his look is just perfect yeah. for it. Yeah, when he has the hat on. Yes, yeah, he, and he looks like a Gandalf. So it was kind of weird timing and names that just kind of all played together. Put it that way. Okay, you let everybody know what Gandalf is wearing. Uh, Gandalf is wearing a uh, Spock shirt. Uh, he had the extra Spock wig, but he looks fine without the wig because of the pointy ears. <laughs> and he's wearing a Gandalf hat because his name is Gandalf. So he's trying to do Gandalf going as Spock. If that now, makes sense. did you have to get this made, or was this an, a no, licensed item? This is my uh, uh, first time sewing. I sewed his hat, made his hat for him. Okay. And this item I just bought quickly because I ran out of time. He actually went into the hospital last month, so I, I was kind of oh, no. kind of short for time. Uh, so next year I'm going to do a mirror image and maybe some other outfits for him. Okay, here, let me give you my cards. You know who I am. Oh, sir. cool. Thank you. And then can I just get a quick picture of you and Gabriel? Oh, no, no, I think, yeah. That's adorable, yeah. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome, Mother. Tiger, I've never done an interview. What do I do? You did great, thank you. Well, everybody, I go on my feed, and everybody's retweeting and liking the pictures of Gandalf. Yeah, Well, when you hold it upside down, it gets real alive, so I'm making it take a Wait, we're doing a fire sale? Fire sale, the Mudberry. I got it. So I am holding a Star Trek IV medallion. I have Star Trek three belt buckles. We survived. No, jury's still out on that. Yeah. Well, what time did you get back to your room this morning? 2.30? Somewhere okay. around there? Yeah, I no, stayed... No, wait. I, I was back and forth. I left the bars about 12.30. Uh, maybe finally got to sleep about 2.30. Okay. 
Yeah, I was bad. I got back at four. Oh, my God. You're made of stronger stuff than I am. Well, you know, the hours I work. Oh, do you, do you work crazy? Like, yeah, I, uh, I work graveyard. I'm the night manager uh, of a hotel. Oh, got it. Got it. Yeah. So my Wednesday nights are my high point because then overnight the new mission log drops. If you're lucky, if we're not late. Yeah. Because sometimes it'll be like midnight and we'll be like, huh, we should change a thing here. We should change the subscription there. Ah, let's push it until 1 o'clock, maybe 2 o'clock. We'll see how we feel. So, but I know you were talking about how you guys went into the, st the storage space. Yeah. So the notepads are from the storage space and yeah. the pins and the belt buckles and the medallions. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of this stuff, like the, the pins and the belt buckles, they were probably already um, at the offices in all these bins. But stuff like, especially the paper stuff. Uh, anything that was paper, like the notepads, or we'll find uh, mass-produced artwork, uh, photos. A lot of that stuff is just sitting in box after box after box in these storage units. So you know, 20 miles out of LA, and um, it, it's very heavy. It takes up a lot of room. So we're trying to sort through it and get rid of the things that need to be gotten rid of, preserve the things that need to be preserved. Have there been any surprises? Um, the biggest surprise is the sheer volume of stuff because you'll find like, I, I'm sure that Majel or somebody uh, commissioned or purchased all this art, particularly in the movies era, so like mid 80s, there's a lot of hand-drawn artwork that then you'll find thousands of copies of that stuff, which probably they intended to sell at conventions or use as giveaways. Um, so that's that's been a little weird, and then finding things like um, finding things like uh, trading cards. There'll be all these sets of trading cards that were probably used as a promo. That's kind of a cool thing. I, I grabbed a bunch of those for Mission Log because it makes a nice premium to be able to give to people. Wait, were these actually issued? Were they issued or were they um, prototype? Uh, um, no, they, yeah, they, they weren't like. Uh, they, they weren't like bubblegum cards, they're about that size, okay. but they were things that would have been used for a promo. Uh, so like photos of all the cast members of one of the movies, uh, maybe some of the ships. And then there was packaged very simply in like a little wax paper package. Um, and, and really no details about them at all. Nothing printed on the back. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, I, I don't know exactly why they made them, but we've got a lot of them. Could it be possibly that they, to be sold on the Star Trek hour on QVC yes, in the yes, mid-90s. Yes, For those of you that remember that. Yeah, good call. Might have been, might have been. Well, some of the jewelry, like, I know that they thought a lot of the jewelry from the 70s was just gone, just completely gone, and yet they unearthed some was, was things. That, uh, not, not here, but in the, in the lighted display case over there. Okay. Like the, the Delta that has the pearl in it, stuff like that. Oh, wow. That was stuff that Majel had made in the... I'm going to say late 70s, early 80s, and they thought it was all gone, and yet it keeps turning up. Yeah. Well, that would be a great supplemental episode, just going through the storage space. Walking through, yeah. Yeah, it would take a long time, but yeah. Okay. Everything over here is $2. It was so beautiful.
so beautiful. And it's a big thing because we were just we were just yeah. 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 and I was arguing about <laughs> I need to take a picture first. Okay, you're okay. And Daniel, can you let everybody know who your mashup is? I am dressed as Shercote, raise shields and fire. If I could turn back the ship, we wouldn't go to the Delta Quadrant. No, 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 no. That's not how the song goes. The song goes, if we could turn back time, if I could find a way, I would have destroyed the caretaker's array <laughs> and not got stuck in the Delta Quadrant. Oh, if I could turn back time. Boom, boom, boom. Voyage, say six years of Voyager would have never happened. <laughs> Anyways, sorry, I'm losing my voice, everybody. I'm sorry. That's okay. I saw you entered the mashup contest. Yes, uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, How did you do? I got booted off the first go around. I, I don't like the way Adam, who was uh, Adam from Creation, I don't like the way they judged it, uh, and I think it was it was just kind of unfair. Like this I, is, this is like so creative, Shercote. Shercote, and I, I lost to uh, some people wearing like they were doing a um, a hawk. Thing. No, no, no. They were doing Scooby-Doo mashup. All they were wearing was like some colored shirts and had a couple of tribbles in their hand. Yeah, I call bullshit on that. And and I I got I got knocked off first round. So and then the person that I think won it was uh, some kind of Marvel character, and the only thing he had was a Vulcan weapon. That was all he had. That was Star Trek. Because instead of the mace, uh, had, Hawkeye, Hawkeye, I think. Well, well, yeah, he had the Lerpa or yeah, the the Vulcan weapon from the TOS. Yeah, and that's all he had that was Star Trek related was that weapon, and he won, just because he had big giant robotic wings that opened and closed. I call bullshit I think, on that. I think that's who won, or at least come in second. Anyway. No, I heard that's who won. But the the it was fun. It was a fun experience. I just don't think I'll do it again. But I will be doing Shercote at least one day every year. <laughs> well, I, I for sure Shercote has to make an appearance at Gaze in Space. Uh, next year, hopefully, uh, if they if they hopefully they come back because that was a wonderful time. I didn't I, do the brunch, but I did the uh, the nightclub. I wanted to go. I just I wasn't feeling well, so I had to go back to my room. But that Gaze in Space event, um, it was phenomenal. I slow danced with J.G. Hertzler. I uh, got danced around with Nana Visitor. Uh, there was cocktails were flowing. They had a really hot-looking Captain Kirk modeling. Uh, he was good-looking. He wore the uniform well, I'll just put it that way. Wow. And uh, there was also Ethan Phillips was there. Uh, I can't think of his name, but Tom Paris was there. Oh, um, Robert Duncan McNeil. Robert Duncan McNeil, thank you. And then uh, who else was there? There was. Uh, well, I know JG got the Rainbow Bat Lift. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Eisenberg was there, and yeah, uh, they gave JG the the Rainbow Bat Lift. And he, I can't. He said something really funny, and I can't remember what it was. Now I've had copious amounts of cocktails since that <laughs> night. 
But it was fun. I hope they come back. That was the funnest thing I think I've done this con, was that event. Oh, they're going to do that every year at good. this. Good, good, How long did you say? Because I heard a lot of people started leaving between like 10 and 12. Uh, today for the convention? No, the uh, gaze in space. Yeah, I would say about 11 o'clock, right after they did the, uh, the, the charity thing. Okay. For their raffle tickets. Okay. Uh, everybody left around 11 or midnight, yeah. Okay. Because everybody wanted to come back here that night because it was on Friday, so they wanted to come back for karaoke. The karaoke ended at midnight. Yeah, so leave at 11, you're okay. back here for 45 minutes or so karaoke, and, and then run from there, and then run to the masquerade bar. It's just run, run, run. Yeah, that's, that's all con is, is run, run, run. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Okay, so have fun. Rest up for tonight. Thank you, thank you for the interview. Sherco no. Day! Wait, let me give you my card again. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. I will see you around. Okay. Okay, so where were we before I ran into Daniel? Oh, yes. We're going to do a live drop in. Well, it's live to me. I don't know when you're hearing this on the social media. Um, so, just like to say, yes, I fell asleep during the inner light panel yesterday. But I needed to take that nap. So, I stand by that picture that Jeff took. So it is really dying down in here. Okay, so the people I was looking for, three of the people are doing an Enterprise cosplay, but the, their, their fourth friend was dressed up in a TOS era velour dress with Vulcan ears. I think she was doing Mirror to Paul from In a Mirror Darkly. I'm not sure because today became, Sunday this year was the Mirror Mirror cos group cosplay slash mashup cosplay. Slash, I don't remember what day it is. Okay, something just let out because there are a lot of people in the hallway again. Hey, we missed you last night at Masquerade. Yeah. Well, I was at the Cirque du Soleil. Uh, which one? Um, the Beatles. Ooh. So this is the last day of the convention. Has it lived up to your expectations and the hype? Um, yes, my expectations were pretty low. So <laughs> actually, it succeeded all my expectations. Why were your expectations so low? Well, I've never been to one before, and I just thought you'd be a big, big bunch of introverted nerds, and that I would feel like a sore thumb, and that I don't dress up, and all these other horrible, horrible uh, misconceptions. Um, and it's actually it's turned out to be um, the, some of the best people I've ever met. Yeah. So we will, see, will we see you tonight at Masquerade? Yes. Okay. Because it wasn't the same without you. Oh, right, no. Because nobody's telling anyone to fuck off, right? <laughs> <laughs> I heard about my reputation. And Teresa just earned my explicit label for this episode. Thank you. <laughs> I'll see you around, Teresa. Ma'am, 
Are you doing T'Pol from In a Mirror Darkly? Yes. Am I the first person to get that? No. Okay. <laughs> it was confused me because your friends are dressed in, in, in non-Mirror Universe out they Enterprise. Are. Yeah. We, we, it was hard to coordinate. It was kind of a last-minute decision, so we pulled together what we had. Okay, can I take your picture really quick? Sure, yeah. Because I saw you walking around, and I'm like, is she doing Mirror to Paul? Okay, thank you very much. Sure Wait, let me give you my card. Okay. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. Wait. Take it, a it's Cucumber Watch. It's Cucumber Watch. 2017. <laughs> took the last day of the convention. Wait, I'm going to put the flash on for this. Okay. Let's go. Bye. So I, they left. Oh. And it's a packed house in the DeForest Kelly Theater. They're doing the last ever live convention appearance of Leonard Nimoy. Let me spe spe quantify that. It's his first live appearance. Because he did Chicago, he was Skyped in. And that was being billed as his last ever convention appearance. Of course Riker would be into Jermahuran. Of course he would, please. But he doesn't need a Horgon. You know what I mean? He is a Horgon. Well, in all fairness, <laughs> he might need the Horgon to specify what he wants at the moment. You're right. Communication is clear. You know, he's not one to have uh, misrepresent himself. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a professional. Because <laughs> remember, it's like he had a relationship with an alien in the TNG episode first contact sorry yeah that he, one always that one was always you know what that was the one time i felt like where he almost broke the fourth wall <laughs> when she's like well i'll help you escape but make love to me and he, you see him think about it and his face crosses the screen he's like i don't know <laughs> yeah that 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 that's a list all of so. all of the awkward times right it was implied riker had sex yeah. That episode, the host. I honestly think about it anytime I see people kiss. It's an implication. You know what I mean? So anytime he has like a kissing scene with someone, like yeah, they're yeah, the host where he ends up having the trill in him. Oh yeah, the trill in him. Yeah. Wait, which? Remember, the, we meet the trill for the first time in TNG. Yeah. And the ambassador is having a relationship with Beverly. 
Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And then they have to put the, the symbiote in Riker. <laughs> So Riker hits the trifecta. Uh, he does row, Troy, and Crusher. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, I like the, uh, I don't know, there's some episodes with Riker that I always thought were pretty bold. You know, like where he hooks up with the non-gender. Oh, the outcast? Speech. Yeah, that the outcast. The next one I was going to bring up. Yeah. That one's really kind of, you're like, whoa, Riker. And at the end of it, he's kind of a, he's kind of a big, like, you know. A tool at the end of it. You're like, come on, man. And he was gambling. What if that person was actually born male, but identified female? That's right. That's right. But see, what I always thought, it was kind of a weird reverse conditioning kind of scenario where, you know, um, where like the regular sexual nature was being demonized, you know? Yeah. And she had been like conditioned and programmed out of it in a way, which is like, yeah. when you think about it, you're like, whoa. You know, let's be tolerant of everything, but, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. that, that to me, it was like a flip on it, you know, yeah. from what we might see normally in society. Yeah. That's why I love Star Trek, you know? Okay, here, let me give you my card, so you know what I'm recording for, so that way you know I'm on, everything is on the level here. <laughs> Everything's on the level. Wow. Good forward podcast. Okay. Yes. Dude, so, I love talking. I love talking Star so Trek. So, were you, are you doing... Part, um, best of both worlds, part two, Riker. My man, my man, right here. Solid call, dude. My what? The first person to get that? Well, no, you're not the first. But only the, when someone does, that's when I know in my heart <laughs> they're real. You know what I mean? They're like they know. Because this is the only episode where he gets. Well, wait, no. There's that episode. There's parallels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's the one. Oh shoot. But parallels is like. Can you count? If it's on screen, it counts. <laughs> That's true. Parallels the one with the um, where he he thinks he he he's he lo- he had lost his lo- he loses his memory for fifteen years and he's got a son. No, that's future imperfect, isn't it? Yeah, and he's captain in that one. Oh, that one. And, but parallels is the one with Worf. Right, but then they end up the last one he ends up with Riker's captain of the Enterprise. Oh. And he's the first officer. Oh, okay, yeah. You're right, you're right. But see, this is why I had the, I had the uh, quarter two with the oh. holsters, you know, so when yeah. I, like when he lands on the planet. So that was like the full look. And But this is the best scene. He was supposed to do Picard from that scene with the bandages on his head. Yeah. Because there's at the, when, at the end of Best of Both Worlds when they're ready room together. Yeah. And you got four Pip Riker and four Pip Picard chilling together. <laughs> it's so awesome. You're just like, and then Shelby comes in, you know, and they yeah. settle, they, they settle everything, they squash it, and uh, yeah. that's now, what I was, that's what I was going for. It's gonna sound like an odd request. I want to take your picture, but can I take a picture of you doing the Riker maneuver? <laughs> <laughs> in full. Yeah, with, with there's a chair right here. That's it. No, that's a different video. <laughs> You've seen that one? It's um, Darth Vader 
the Enterprise comes up to the Death Star. Yeah, I have seen that one. That's hilarious. <laughs> and Riker's like, you show me that one. Yeah. It's Beverly, and Beverly's like hypos him. <laughs> and then he wakes up and he does his leg goes over the rail. <laughs> the best is when someone's sitting down and it comes up behind them, and you're like, I don't even know where his leg is. But it's, it's blatantly like mounted up on this person who's like an ops or at the helm. And um, he said, like right here. And he said. <laughs> He had to do that because he's a tall guy, and he had to fit in the shot. Oh, so that would bring him down a little bit. Yeah. Oh. He had to fit in the shot. He had to figure out how to get fit in the shot. I just thought it was his way of just, you know, just swinging his meat hammer around, just being like... <laughs> he's like, hey, Data, you're not the only one that's fully functional. <laughs> yeah, Riker has been trained in many forms of pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> what does Data say? Like over a thousand, I think he says. Yeah, he's fully functional. <laughs> I have been. Uh, he says something with like like thousands of ways of pleasure or something like that. I forget the exact line. It's so good though. <laughs> I am first. <laughs> yeah, I am well first in the. Okay, well, thank you very much. Hey, yeah, it was nice meeting you. Bless you. Okay, so the bar has opened happy hour. It's the last happy hour in Quarks for STLV. Okay, uh, they're still doing the DS9 confessional. Alright, so a panel has let out. What's happening right now? Um... There's the private VIP meet and greet with George Takei. Um, there's rapid fire trivia that's going to start in the theater, in the De Kelly Theater. They're having the last auction for STLV, where you can always get a deal in these auctions because Creation has a lot of stuff. So some of the items they may auction off are previous year banners, um, signed merchandise. It's not all Star Trek because over the years, Creation had the license for several other franchises to run conventions for. So there'll be some Star Wars stuff, Twilight, Once Upon a Time. Like, I'm going crazy, I'm seeing two bones. He's more bones than me. He outranks me, he's commander. Just a science. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I thought, I, was, I thought I was going crazy. I was seeing two different bones. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be preposterous. Yeah. Hey, do you have anything to deal with, like, with fatigue caused by Las Vegas that you can, like, hypo me, or...? Uh, well, caffeine's a good... Having lots of caffeine is a good choice. Uh, you gotta be able to take rest when you can, take breaks when you can. Oh, no, you can't hypo that? Uh, I usually knew I prescribe cortisone, but it's tricky stuff. Yeah, I know. I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I've had some bad experiences with it. Yeah. I, I heard, yeah. There's a commemorative plate about that. Oh, really? You didn't um, see that in the vendor's room? Oh, really? They no, ran out of ideas, so it's a commemorative plate right before Edith Keeler dies. <laughs> well, it was meant to be. It was destiny. Yeah. Jim was right doing what he did. Yeah. So I'll see you tonight at Masquerade? I'll be there. Okay, Frank.
Of course. So I, I, I woke up around 10.30, in case oh, you were wondering. I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was going to text you back. Like, I'm up now. <laughs> yeah, last night when he got yeah. sent home. Yeah, we made like, him go home. Oh, yeah, really? I lasted there. longer than you. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is off he the record. Like <laughs> oh, my, yeah. I was. And then I was like, okay, he I'm going to run. No, he was too. He oh, really? Too. Oh, I, yeah. to, I couldn't hang in there yeah, any longer. Yeah. It was amazing. Well, then what time did you get back to the room? 5.15. Ish, adjacent o'clock? Ish, adjacent. adjacent. No. Yeah. I usually see five at con. Yeah. yeah. Five. Just wow. Yeah, well, tonight's going to be tonight's going to be the long one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. It's going to be some post-dinner naps first though. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And a lot of adrenaline. Gonna, yeah. Are you going to get dinner? Or? Not right I now. I think so. Oh. Oh, okay. We're talking about getting a coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So want to have a coffee. See, I'm the weird one. I don't drink coffee and you think I would given the hours I work. Yeah. Right. But no. Yeah. You don't no need coffee? it? No. I'm that guy. <laughs> You're that guy. You don't drink, you don't yeah. drink coffee. So you probably saw the guy who had like the most ballsy cosplay of, of the convention. Is this a literal Which, statement? Yeah. yeah. Was, was he it? wearing a thong or? Oh, no, no, no. He, he's dressed up as the 45th president of the United States. Oh. Oh. Where's that at? He, you didn't, he j- just not, walked out. Was it actually Really? <laughs> with, wow. With like a Star Trek pin on his lapel. Wait, wait, here. I have a picture of him in case you don't see him. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, well, that's a party foul. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's a party foul. <laughs> it's an epic party foul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, unless you're interviewing my head. <laughs> oh, no, I already interviewed Riker. I got him doing the maneuver. I asked him, is it going to sound like a weird request? Can I take your picture but doing the Riker maneuver? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, here, I can show you. Yeah, that is that awesome. Is. Okay, let me find let me find this guy. This guy. This guy. I got an interview with Gandalf's owner. Oh. Not making it up. Oh. Damn it. He went away. Yeah, I know. I know. You always have a convention where you don't see your friends and yeah, it's your turn. This is it. Yeah. Oh, you got a lot of photos. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Sally in the uh, auditorium. I was going to say hi, but oh my god. He did it. Oh my god. He he, he effing did it. Wow. Wow. So I saw him. I'm like, oh no, that that's a party foul. And I interview him, and he's in character, and he says. Well, now that we've made America great again, we need to make Star Trek great again. Oh, no. Was he an actual supporter or was he just a uh, monster? Um, I don't know. But then what happened was an actual... Oh, my God. You can't make this stuff up. Oh, no. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, yeah. Well, Teresa got, just got a picture with him. That's hilarious. Wait, what just why did it freeze on me? Uh, it's frozen. Me too. Trump broke my camera, that ass. <laughs> Go to the bathroom. I'll see you around. Okay. 
Okay, camera's working again. And All right, we're back. Things are winding down here in the vendor's room. They haven't made the announcement yet. They're probably going to. It's about it's 4.30 right now. In about half an hour, this place is going to be closing. I'm good. How are you, Mr. Hewlett? Sorry to feel the effects. We're going to take a little nap before the, the red hour tonight, which will last about probably seven to eight hours. Stay up straight through. Yeah. Good call, man. It's good seeing you. Yeah, it's great year. seeing you. Yeah. And maybe I'll run into you. Um, no, I probably won't run into you anywhere else. No, I live in the, the L.A. area. Yeah, you won't come out. Yeah, you, I won't see you. Any, I, I never remember who comes yeah, to yeah, New York things and who doesn't. You're in New Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're going to be doing Parsippany, right? Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. And and I do the New York away team meetings with Mike Nguyen and uh, Marina. And I hate, I'm so jealous of you guys because you guys have a bar. Yep. Yeah, Your own bar. Yeah, in Times Square. Right off Times Square. Michael I, Michael's amazing. He has that relationship with those folks that, that own that place. It, it, it's a great thing. They always let us have this beautiful top floor, the bar area, and... Where all the Trekkies can come and, and have a fun time, and everybody's respectful. The bartenders love them. It's, it's just it's a great place and a great time. So well, I, depending on what happens, because I told you they're opening a second hotel at my property, so I can't come to this to STLV next year. I know there will be no red sweater. Wow, that's going to be a big loss to this convention. I'll tell you that right now. It's not going to be the same without Robert Reyes and his microphone <laughs> and his phantom bag that nobody knows what's inside of it. I'll show you what's inside the bag tonight at the masquerade. Oh, my God. The big reveal will happen. All right, man. Well, I'm looking forward to it. But, no, depending on what happens, I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can do Mission New York next year. Okay. Well, if, if they have it, I'll probably... No, they, they have it on the Reed Pop. They have it. Okay. It's now 2018. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll probably show up at that because it's in New York. It's only an hour train ride away from my house, so... It would be silly for me to miss that, so I'll probably be there. So I'll probably, I'm sure I'll see you at some point. So everybody will be be okay with me putting microphones, because I've never been to New York. I've only flown out of JFK. All you do is just make take a badge like this and write the word press on it. <laughs> You'll be good. Nobody will question it. You say you say that. Well, I can't I can't guarantee it, but I'm just giving you an idea. <laughs> That's all. Just plant the seeds. Okay. And I appreciate that. You got it. Looking out for you. Yeah, you're, I'm not going to be able to come to the next two STLVs because of work. And it up. Oh. And now, the high point for a lot of people: the 2018 upgrades are going on right now in the big hall. All right, so we're going to head out of the vendor's room now because it's about quarter to five and people are already starting. Well, a lot of the vendors are still open. About 90, 95% of all of the celebrities from the autograph tables have left for the day. We're going to just... 
We're going to pull the curtain back because all of the panels have officially ended. Well, in the big hall, they've officially ended for the day. I think there's still something going on in the DeForest Kelly Theater. Larry's doing the last Trek trivia of the convention. So they're doing the last auction of the convention and the 2018 upgrades are also going on. Okay, and with that, I made it through day five. Coherent sentences, yes. So on behalf of literally a cast of thousands, this is day five of STLV 2017. Stay tuned for tonight, or not tonight, but stay tuned for the next episode will be the Sunday night, Monday morning farewell party at the Masquerade Bar. And that episode may be NF NSFW, not safe for work. Okay, so this is Robert Reyes. I will see you next time. We'd like to hear back from you. And you can contact us in many ways. We're on Twitter at PromenadePod. We're on Facebook. Just look for Promenade Podcast. And you can email us at PromenadePodcast at gmail.com. We really like to hear back from you. Also, if you like the podcast, we're in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIt Radio, or however you download your podcasts. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.